Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And in case you missed it, our last show was on the Rockets game one win over the Jazz. My co-host RG Seal and I look back at the incredible Tiger Woods run at the Masters in that show. You've still got time to enjoy that podcast before the Rockets play game two Wednesday night. If you want to hear some Rockets conversation. Now it's time, though, to bring in our guest all the way from Manchester, England, He's on the line with us, Stephen Joinson, who's a huge Astros fan. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Privilege. Thank you. I wanted to get you on here because this is a pretty crazy story. You're not somebody who grew up in the United States or had spent time living in Houston. And correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but basically you're a guy from Manchester, England, who decides in 2013, when the Astros are the laughing stock of baseball and in the middle of the most pathetic three-year run in baseball history, that you're going to get into baseball and the Astros are going to be your team. Is that right? <laughs> That's absolutely correct. <laughs> How does that happen? To tell you the truth, it's, it's, I've always been obsessed with Texan culture, Texas as a whole, but just in general, the United States. We have like a massive sport here that you must know of, which is football. Two of the biggest teams, Manchester City, Manchester United. It never really worked for me. I was never really a fan of football, European, British. I just, it wasn't for me. And the whole baseball thing kind of tied in with American culture. And yeah, basically I've always had an obsession with Texas in particular, the food, the culture, the music. I just decided that this was my team. Um, just different, just they've got that edge. And I kind of like the whole way they didn't tie into the whole, we have to look a certain way, they have to appear a certain way. It's kind of almost like rock and roll team. And it obviously connected with the whole Texan theme. And yeah, I just basically just thought, I like these guys. And there's always the element of the underdog. I've always appreciated the underdog. Obviously now that is all history, but um, yeah, just the idea of supporting a, a team that represents a place that I was fond of, even though I'd never been, that was the thing. It was almost like a, a fantasy dream because I'd never been there. So it was a connection to a place, I suppose, through a sport that I just love, you know. So it was one of these deals where you could have picked the Rangers because they're also uh, a Texas team, but you thought, well, It'd be too easy. Everybody would say, I'm just jumping on the bandwagon maybe after they, they went to the World Series a couple of times around that around that point in time. I guess so, yeah. But also just, I don't know. They just never never connected with me. I don't know. You know, they just didn't have that that edge that I was looking for as well. You know, it just it's just the way the team looked, the Astros looked. I just loved it. You know, it's like I say, it's more... Rock and roll, I guess. I don't know how how to put it other than just cool a team, you know. So yeah, the Rangers have never really done it for me. They never will, obviously now. <laughs> uh, but they just never really caught my attention in the same way. All right, I, I can see Americans uh, where they latch on to EPL soccer teams, and I see them do that all the time. I always find it bizarre just to start rooting for a team on the other side of the world. But the difference is here in the United States, we we grow up with soccer. Most kids. Uh, play it when they're young they know the rules they understand the game it's part of the culture it's the same with Europeans uh, who I guess latch on to maybe the NBA basketball fairly common around the world but baseball I'm guessing still isn't a sport people play in England when they're kids so it's got to be harder especially since the rules 
are just way more complicated. Yeah, they 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 really are. You're absolutely correct. Pardon the pun, but it is a different ball game. It's 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 like NFL uh, hockey to some extent as well. But like you mentioned, basketball is huge. NFL's massive at the moment in England. I think I just felt obviously this this is what I want to be into. This this is me. This is my sport. This is for me. And I think I just went out and bought a bunch of books uh, that explained the rules. There was there was a really good book uh, by Zach Campbell. He, he kind of went through the whole idea of like beginners, semi-experts, and then deeply serious geeks. And it was just a really good book to just kind of like bring home the rules, bring home what these explanations are in terms of, you know, results and reading scoreboards and so on. And I'm still learning things now. I think I think it'd be fair to say most people are learning things now because it's uh, always a changing rule book. But yeah, I just had that determination. This is for me. This is this is something I could just connect with. And ultimately, it connects to the whole American culture, obviously as well, which is just yeah, it's romantic. It's much more appealing. Um, as I say, I never really followed football. Uh, I've got into many, many tough situations where people can't believe it. You know, you have two of the biggest teams in, in, in Europe, possibly the world representing your city, and you don't like football. I just never got into it. I just never got into it. We had rounders in school, and I was really good at rounders, and that's kind of like a watered-down version of baseball. That's what we call it in England. And I remember being really into that and maybe that's kind of where it goes way back to possibly subconsciously uh that's possibly it but yeah it's just my sport i just love it so you probably have americans coming up to you and they're man U fans and they want to talk man U with you and you're like i, I don't care <laughs> oh my god i did the amount of uh messages i've got on twitter since i've started my account on that always football i mean I love, I love that that is respected over there, and I love that it has the following. I mean, this is my city. This is where I grew up. It makes me very proud. But I have to say to these people that do message me, I say, I love what the teams do for my city. I love it. They, you know, they bring in great economy and so on. But ultimately, I'm not the man to talk to about this sport. <laughs> I just love the Astros and I love baseball. But you get equal respect for that because they're just generally like, what? <laughs> it's just is this guy for serious you know is he for real and then you get chatting to them and they realize i'm i'm not blagging you know it's just, this is this is just a genuine fan you know um and once the ice is broke it's it's all good from there but it, they just can't get their head around i suppose the idea that you have two massive teams and you've never been interested <laughs> you know it's 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 one of those freaky natures. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, I mean, which baseball rule or rules you were talking about, you know, just trying to read up on it and figure it out, which ones were the hardest for you to grasp? Oh, my word. I would guess what took me some time was sometimes the trade deals really stumped me, you know, uh, how that all works can occasionally, you know, I'm kind of piecing it together. But if you're talking about rules, I'd probably say, just the general understanding of the percentages when you get it on the scoreboard. I'm still learning now. I'm like, oh, God. You know, and I'm still kind of like researching it as much as I can. That's why I keep buying books because I'm like, I really want to understand this more and it'd be more fluent. But in terms of enjoying the game, I don't really struggle with any of the rules. It's more the kind of finer details, like I say, the ER rate, things like that, the percentages. 
it's uh, can be sometimes a bit tricky for me just because of the numbers game, if you like. Yeah, and I mean, the, the stats have gotten so much more. Uh, there is so much more part of the game now than when we were yeah. when I was younger. And, and I mean, just in the last 10, 15, 20 years, and they keep adding stats. And sometimes, you know, as a fan, you know, if you're a fan in the United States, you don't understand what the baseline is, what, what, what's good for that particular stat or what's bad for that particular stat. So we're kind of learning a lot of these stats too. That's one of the great things about being part of the, the, the family and the group that I've connected with on, on Twitter is, is that, you know, you, you see very quickly that there's some people out there that are the same as me. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God for that. It's not just me that's still, still trying to learn, you know. And like you say, it's continually evolving anyway. So it's there's always something to learn. So, yeah, I just I, I think it's uh, it doesn't affect my viewing and appreciation of the sport and the game. But uh, I just want to strive to learn more because obviously, as you mentioned, it's it's not really a part of, it's not ingrained in our culture. So it's something you have to go out of your way to learn about and research. But that's the passion. If you follow it, you, you want to know these things, you know. At what point, as you're rooting for the Astros in the last few years, did you realize, hey, this team could really be something special? I remember 2016 being a pretty special year where I thought, hmm, this is this is this is getting interesting now, but I think you always secretly as a fan you always just think you know you kind of get blindsided and so into it that you think oh they can do it any year you know, um, but I suppose obviously there's no point in beating around the bush. 2017, you know, um, 18. Obviously, I think I can you know I think we can all safely say was an absolutely devastating end to a great great season. And then obviously you've got this year, and we've had the start of the season, which has been well, we were all worried, <laughs> we were all worried. But to uh, to Reddick's to quote Reddick on online was you know chill out, <laughs> you know we we've got this, you know we're only so many games in, so just chill out. And lo and behold, the tables have turned. But I would probably say maybe 2016 was where I thought this 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 will this will come. You know, this, this World Series will come. And then 17, it comes. And then 18 was just a real shame at the end, but great playing, t- great playing team, basically. Right, right. And 2015 was, you know, that to me, that was one of the most fun years that I've had in Astros history. Obviously, 2017's on its own sort of tier, but 2015's fun because, you know, it's it's like when you, you've got one of those teams that is bad and all of a sudden... Uh, they come out of nowhere and you've got yeah. a bunch of guys that you're starting to attach to and you feel like, hey, I, this is kind of, it's kind of cool. It's not the fashionable thing yet to be an Astros fan. <laughs> it kind of leads on to, a, it's, it's an interesting point because it kind of deals with a subject that I was talking about to some guys in work because obviously you get into the whole discussion of baseball like they're just as like weirded out by it as most Americans that I meet. Like, what are you doing following that? You know, it's, it's, uh, but the big question is why Astros or, or what about the, you know, the bigger teams that are continuously doing well and that they're reliable and they're always kind of getting into the postseason area. And I just, I never sold out on that, but most people just hear Yankees. Most people hear Red Sox. So like you say, for them to come out of that and suddenly start turning heads, well, there you go. That's what underdogs do. You know, they might be down one minute, but it doesn't take them long to just 
come bursting through and it's momentum. I don't see much momentum in England for them as, as such teams as the Yankees and so on. But, you know, you, you, you either support them or you don't. You know, you've kind of got to stick with your team through the rough and the good. So, yeah, that's that's it. The breakout is 15, 16 notable, 17 obviously extremely, 18. And now they've, like you say, they're, 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 they're a genuine team that, that people fear now. Uh, and get extremely worried about, I think, when, they, when they're when they there because you just never know. The time difference is six hours, which, which means unless it's a day game, the Astros start playing anywhere from midnight to three in the morning. So the question begs, how do you watch the games? How do you follow the team? Well, what it was was there was a couple of years ago, someone mentioned the, not to plug it by any means, but the MLB app, which obviously can stream you know, kind of any game from any part of the day and so forth. But up until then, I was kind of watching them. Uh, I would maybe try and find it online or perhaps if it was, you know, I'd have to maybe just stick with the highlights and I'd maybe have to just follow the the pages and see what people were saying online because it's extremely difficult to get the sport over here in terms of television. BT Sport in England has just started doing a big deal to stream more games on the on the network. But up until then, there was no way of doing it. But as I say, I did get the MLB app, the TV app. And since then, I've been able to follow every game. I mean, day games live, I can watch those live, no problem. Uh, weekend games cripples me, but I may have to stay up till four or five in the morning, particularly uh, <laughs> the West Coast. But uh, dedication, that's all I can really put that down to, obviously, unless I'm... Uh, leading her life and I've got to go out somewhere or whatnot. But most of the time, the weekend games are free. The day games are, are free to watch as well live. I think where a struggle would be the, obviously, the week games. I'm obviously hours behind, so I tend to avoid Twitter, uh, avoid what all the fans are talking about on there, and I'll watch it going into work. Uh, and I'll kind of watch it throughout work you know, lunch break, things like that, catch up on it. And then I'll go and talk to the people on Twitter about it and see what they thought. I'll check out, obviously, the Houston Astro pages, Houston Chronicle, things like that, and then just get a full lowdown on it. But I just avoid, like, every subject of scores and wins until I've watched it myself, which is extremely difficult. <laughs> it's like a TV show that you grip by. It's keep that to the back and then watch it. So it's kind of the midweek games, like Monday to Thursday. I definitely struggle to, obviously, I would never be able to watch those live unless I was off work. But yeah, I kind of just cram it in before I go to work and uh, watch it as an archive format. So I can watch the whole game, but uh, I act as if I've never seen it. So I just do it like that, basically. Well, how, how about those World Series games? They were ending 5, 6 a.m. your time, and that had to be crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean... Those I had to book off work. <laughs> I had to book those games off work. You took you took some sick days or vacation days or something yeah, like that. No, 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 a paid paid day. Uh, they call them <laughs> vacation days. Yeah, I'd book it off. I I knew they were going there. I knew they were going there, and obviously I booked off like a week. And everyone's kind of questioning why they why are you booking this off? You know, this is a bit of a random <laughs> day. Thing. I said because it's the World Series. The World what? Is that like is that like the World Cup? I'm like, oh, forget it, forget it. Anyway, <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't tell the bosses because they would probably think this guy's got a few issues. You know, he's not right upstairs. You know, but yeah. So I just generally booked that off. I had no choice. 
I was planning on doing it this year. Uh, sorry, 2018. I was planning on doing it then, but obviously, you know, things didn't work out. But I was so close. I had my my holiday form. I was there, ready and waiting. <laughs> the bitter pill of scrunching that form up and throwing it in the bin because, unfortunately, I knew at this stage they weren't going to make it to the 18 World Series. But yeah, that's basically how I do it. What was uh, Game Seven uh, of the World Series? like for you back in, in 2017 were you just watching that at home or did you watch that somewhere else I, yeah i mean it, it's uh it it leaves me on a point really that that i feel like i should probably make is just to give you a bit of background it's like a lot of the games i'll watch at home that is purely because it's certainly in Manchester, I know of one or two venues in London that do stream the odd game live. It's kind of like a a club type thing, you know, like a bar, uh, and they have the license and so forth to stream the games. But in Manchester and the rest of England, there is no place that shows them. There is there's there is no bars. There's no venues to, that show them. Um, you know, the, the, so you have no choice really, maybe to just. If you really want to watch it, it's got to be at home. You know, you may go to someone's house and stream it, but ultimately it will be in the home. It won't be how I would, I've been lucky enough when I was in Houston and I've been around a couple of places in Texas now. I've been lucky. I just will happily sit in a bar and, and, and watch the game because it's a great atmosphere unless you're at the ballpark yourself. But we don't have that here. It's, again, it's it's not ingrained in the culture. We don't have the history of baseball it just doesn't have that that franchise um that such brands as the yankees have and the red sox it just doesn't have that 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 brand i mean they do red sox and the, and, and the yankees they use those as an example because they are part so part of pop culture around the world you know everyone wears the hats you don't even know if they're a fan i mean if you started talking players and game results to them they probably wouldn't have a clue it's become almost like a a, a part of pop culture it's a fashion it's a a hat that you wear um so there just doesn't seem to be that following it has a sort of niche following you might say yeah i can imagine um well in, in 2016 you come to houston to see a game at minute made it was not just your first time in houston your first time in the united states what was it like to see your first astros game in person sometimes it's like a blank because I was just in awe, you know, I thought, wow, you know, I, I just couldn't believe I was there. It's still surreal now. It's, it's, you remember bits of it. You just, you just can't take it all in. There's so much going on. There's sights, there's sounds, there's, you know, there's the food, there's the, the game itself, there's the, 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 the weather, the contrast, the people were brilliant with me. They were very talkative and so, so welcoming. They were kind of like, I got one song off a woman. I don't even remember the song. It was something to do with Manchester, and I'd never even heard it. So I thought, that's off. You've done your research. But they're just lovely people. But to remember it all, very difficult. I remember it was against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they won. But the following day, they lost. Yeah, it was kind of like I was in there. I was in Houston one more day, but I didn't have tickets for the next day. And I'm glad in a way, because obviously they lost the game. But... uh, you know, again, it's it was just too much to take in. It's just uh, incredible. I, I always pine to go back, and uh, I will do. Do you like the more laid back experience of, of of a baseball game as opposed to, I guess, the craziness that that can be uh, 
football in your country we call it soccer but yeah yeah you you you've hit the nail on the head you've absolutely hit the nail on the head it's 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 exactly that it's the families go you know uh the this 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 the appreciation of like just a a good fan base, just no kind of like, there's no scuffles and things like that. There's not that kind of in-your-face attitude, you know. It's just very, very, like say, it's laid back. It's a it's a family thing. It's a, it's a friendship thing. It's just such a part of uh, relaxing and just, just enjoying yourselves and, you know, just a, a way to kind of come away from the daily grind and, you know, just, be excited by a ball game and uh, as i say you know you get you get the the food and drink aspect and so on and it's just a really nice environment it's uh it's friendly i mean obviously you have those rivals but it doesn't kind of spill over quite the way that that football does here i mean it's uh it's extremely tribal in in england it's it's a different world to rivalries in baseball uh it's not it's not quite as on the plate, you know, here is, is, it's, it's life or death, you know, it's, it's quite insane really. Um, and it's never suited me that environment really. What, what was your impression of the ballpark and Houston in general? Was it what you expected? I mean, you'd, I'm sh- I know you'd seen all the games on television. You'd probably seen a lot of uh, stuff about the city itself, but you know, what was your impression in general of the ballpark and the city? I think the city was absolutely lovely. I, I unfortunately had a hotel quite far out from the downtown area. We were near a, a massive galleria. I remember this. It was like a huge, huge galleria there. It was like a big shopping mall. I remember kind of getting lost in there. But then I went down to the downtown area, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, they had great bars. The food was amazing. Um, but just generally, just lovely. I remember the art gallery being there. Great, by the way, as well. They had a really good art gallery. But... It just—it was just really easy to navigate around. It kind of reminded me, in a bizarre sense, of somewhere kind of Manchester-esque because it's not a massive city, Manchester. It's quite sprawl in the city centre, but Houston felt quite like nicely compacted in. But then it's got kind of lovely parks surrounding it, lovely views. So it has that kind of like natural greenery. But then it's got obviously a downtown area. But I just remember thinking, this is just lovely the, the people were what made it for me i know the, the term southern hospitality gets banded around a lot it certainly does in england but uh houstonians in particular uh texans as a whole i guess just absolutely lovely people i just felt being there on my own as well kind of you need that you know it's and they're just instantly welcoming to the family because you're you just you're just a, a lovely place it really is yeah i really liked it i was blooming hot though i remember that <laughs> yeah because it was all yeah if, if you came in summer that's that's pretty much or any time yeah, any time around summer i think the only time you could come see astros games where it would be like that is is, is right now in april yeah i remember that there was people looking at me like you're melting <laughs> you know because obviously over here you it's uh oh, it's not even a it's a, it's a drop in the ocean here compared to the heat there. It's insane. I do remember getting a taxi, actually, and the guy said, I think he said, now I might be wrong, but I think he said it was the third largest city in America. I might have that wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fourth, but we're about to be, we're about to take over as the third largest city. And you you're, yeah. you you don't think it's sprawling, but area-wise, uh, there's, there's not much comparable in, in all of the United States. And 
really, I mean, people come here from the, around the United States and go, oh my goodness, this, th- this place is spread out. It, it is definitely. I mean, this is the one thing I will say. I remember him saying this and um, as I say, I was staying quite far out and I remember it was like a, a 30 minute taxi ride into the downtown area and I thought, oh my God, you know, and then I think once I got to the downtown area, I found it quite easy to navigate in terms of actual like the, the area itself. I quickly gathered, like, wow, this is this is huge compared to, like, I say, uh, I, I started thinking, I don't think I could go anywhere bigger than this because if this is fourth going into third biggest, what would I do with numbers two and one? <laughs> yeah, well, it's New York and L.A., and New York is obviously that's pretty compact. L.A.'s pretty spread out like Houston. Um, but uh, just I got a, I got a couple of – this is sort of like a two-pronged question for you. Who, who's your favorite Astro, number one? And number two, who's the most British Astro? And I've actually written down two names for the second answer, so I want to see if I if I got w- w- what right what maybe you might say. But Can I answer it in terms of a present Astro and a past, by any chance? <laughs> because that's the only way I can think of doing it. That's good. Obviously, currently, it, it's got to be Ozal Tuva. It's got to be. The man's a machine. You can't deny the guy. He's just he's just on fire all the time. Even if people are doubting it, he comes back to form straight away. Uh, I know he's kind of a classic favourite to most people, but yeah, he's he's definitely definitely um, probably my favourite now. But I'll be honest with you, that is only because Evan Gattis is now not on the Houston roster currently. He is my absolute. King kind of reminds me of like a 70s, you know, slugger, just no batting gloves. You probably get an elbow shield if you're lucky. He was just pure power, just a slugger. And his story is just incredibly inspirational. I think most people would agree with that. What I would like to add is if of all time, who would have liked to see him play, and I think I would have loved, would be Bob Watson. Again, another solid slugger. I kind of like my sluggers, to be honest with you. Most British-wise, I'm going to go for Cole, probably. Oh, really? Okay. To be honest. I, was, I, th- I thought about him. I, see, here's what I had. Here's what I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down Colin McHugh for obvious reasons, because if you got the name <laughs> yeah. Colin, yeah. Y- you've got to be a Brit. <laughs> yeah, I was- <laughs> I had a feeling you might have that name because that was my second choice. <laughs> and I, I, I also wrote down Tyler White because if I walked into a pub, I'd expect to see somebody there that looked like Tyler White. <laughs> and they'd have to have a tweed flat cap on. That's a very British way of doing things. So you would definitely have a flat cap on if he was in England. He probably could put a pint or two down. I mean, he's a big boy. It's actually quite an in-joke. There's actually a guy in my work that I keep saying – you literally look like this guy. And I kept sending him pictures of White, kept sending him pictures, and he was just like, yeah, I suppose I am. He has the beard and everything. He's kind of not got the same hair, but it's, yeah, it's it's definitely a British look going on. Last thing is uh, you watch the team all the time now. You, you uh, have a good feel for these guys at this point. Anything that you're worried about? this year like any any of the positions anything in particular that you're thinking well this this could be the thing that that could stop them from winning the whole thing i don't know i'm just hoping that we're not burning on all cylinders and then all of a sudden it's uh we have that that devastating injury or whatnot where you know where the uh 
the fire isn't burning so strong anymore. And then we start to obviously lose a couple of games. But I guess every fan would be thinking along the same lines, really. I mean, we had such a, a turbulent start to the season. I think we were all worried. There was a couple of new members to the team that we were a bit concerned about. Um, they're just providing now. So you think, you know, if we're providing now, I mean, we did had a great game the other night without Bregman, for example. And wow, you know, what a turnaround. And now we've got Bregman back as well. You think, are we unstoppable? I'd like to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not too many worries. You know, I think I think we've, we've got a good, strong chance. I mean, not to curse it, but I'm already considering booking flights towards the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't tell any Astros fans that because they'll... That they will they will look at that as a curse. Uh, if people want to follow you on Twitter, because I, I I found you through Twitter, maybe they want to ask you something or or see what you're up to. Uh, tell people what your uh, Twitter handle is. It's at Stevie Proud. You should be able to find it pretty easily because I must be one, if not you know the only person representing Manchester in terms of Astros anyway. But yeah, they're a great family on there. I must shout them out for that because you know they they really have embraced me and. Uh, you know, it's great to communicate with them on a daily basis and you feel like you've got a really strong fan base with them, even though I'm all the way over here. It's nice to be to be brought into that that Twitter family, to be honest with you. Well, it is very cool that the Astros fan base has gone over the ocean and, and we've gone a little bit international. I mean, it, it was hard to find Astros fans outside of Houston uh, for a long, long time with this franchise, but uh, it, it's really uh, special right now, and they're such a fun team oh, yeah. to watch. And can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show and, and talking about this. And hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll catch up next time you're you come to Houston. No problem. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey there, listener. Are you a fan of Houston Cougar Athletics? Well, Sam and I have got the perfect podcast for you. It's the Scott and Holman Podcast. Yeah, we're talking all things Houston Cougars, in-season, off-season, recruiting, on-field results. If it's Houston Cougars, we're talking about it. So search Scott and Holman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.